Welcome to I Heard This Thing, a podcast that tells you all of the pop culture fun facts and hot takes that you can use to impress people on a first date. I'm Stephanie Weber, and you don't even have to give me credit. Just rate and review. Today's topic, feuds. A feud. A feud feels so much worse than a fight. But it also sounds a little juicier. Like, me and my brother could have a fight, and no one would really care too much about what it's about. But if I said I was feuding with his dumb idiot ass, you'd want to know all the details. And if you heard about two celebrities that were feuding, oh honey, pull up a chair, make the popcorn, and sell those film rights because we all want to know what's going on there. Celebrities, they're just like us, even down to the petty arguments. Not to get all valedictorian speech on you, but Webster's Dictionary defines a feud as a prolonged and bitter quarrel or dispute. So it's not just a fight, or an insult, or a one-time thing that offended. It's a series of fights and issues that are dragged out over time between two or more parties. That's where it differs from a fight. A fight can more or less be put to bed with an apology, or time, or an edible arrangement. But a feud? Feuds go on as if they're never meant to resolve. In fact, I bet the root cause of all of these celebrity feuds we're about to talk about get entirely forgotten. How could you really remember the start of a feud if you've been feuding with someone for years? And let's not forget that no one is the villain in their own story, so both sides of the feud might see their feud very differently. And what really happened? It's usually somewhere in the middle, or the most boring answer of all. That's why feuds are so hard to dismantle. And truthfully, it doesn't feel like a lot of these celebrities want to. These feuds tend to go on so long because these parties are stubborn as hell. I mean, they're famous, so they can get away with that. By the way, if anyone thinks they're feuding with me and you're listening to this, please know that I don't want a feud. I'm a woman who writes for the internet. I get enough hate from strangers named Grummuffin69 that I don't even want to feud with people I'm actually mad at. So we cool? Good. Thank you, imaginary feuder. I feel better already. That does bring me to this topic. In looking at today's topic, again, celebrity feuds, I noticed that it felt like a lot of these celebs kind of enjoyed being angry. The feud was fueling them, or it acted as a way for them to hurl all of their greater frustrations about their career or Hollywood, the press, their love life, into one glamorously packaged target, a different celebrity. Either that, or whatever the issue was in the first place seems so minute compared to everything that came after. Because in most cases, in celebrity life and in real life, most things I feel like can kind of be talked out. And I think if my life were constantly subjected to projections and tabloids, I'd try to squash beefs that seemed squashable. So what's stopping all of these famous people? Let's find out. On today's episode of I Heard This Thing, we're going to look at a couple of famous feuds, and since we're talking about the sordid lives of celebrities, I brought on my good friend and celebrity expert Deanna Ortiz. She hosts a podcast called Crushes, where she talks about celebrity crushes, and she gets drunk and cooks on the Instagram show Drunk Cooking. So I thought she would be the perfect person to talk to me, sober, about which celebrities are fighting and what's going on there. So let's take a listen, shall we? Deanna? Yeah. Thank you for being here to <laughs> talk to me, me about celebrities. Oh, my favorite thing to do, talk about celebrities. <laughs> so I, I mean, I, you know, talked about what actually a feud is. Mm -hmm. And did you have, when I was like, do you want to talk about celebrity feuds? Was there anything that came to your mind right away? Like any famous ones that you were like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Well, uh, the first one that came to mind is like, old Hollywood celebrity feuds oh of like, um, oh, fuck. 
I'm not going to be able. Like, I, no. There's the one woman and then the other woman. Betty I'm, Davis and Joan Crawford, maybe. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. But also didn't Liv Tyler. Not, right? Elizabeth Taylor. Ta- okay, Liv Tyler is like a recent <laughs> celebrity, right? Liv Tyler is feuding with her dad, <laughs> Stephen Tyler. Yeah, it's like some Lord of the Rings thing. You wouldn't <laughs> understand. Not me. I'm a celebrity expert. Liz Taylor and some others hot woman i believe debbie reynolds was that's it yeah yes. she was having a long-standing feud with because she stole her husband so so many of these are yeah. because of a man exactly so many of these become a man and mm-hmm. that is very disappointing uh-huh. obviously but sometimes you're like okay it's like 1930s so i guess there was only a couple men <laughs> only a couple men yeah. and a couple feminists yeah and they were all in prison so <laughs> for being socialist yes. so I think like then maybe, but even, but when you hear about something like that now, you're just like, girls. It just seems crazy. Like the Nicki Minaj and Mariah Carey or like Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. I'm like, guys, what are we doing? Like the Taylor Swift, Katy Perry one. I mean, I want to talk about Taylor Swift's many feuds, but that's another one that I'm like, what exactly happened? You oh, know? I can tell you what happened. <laughs> I may not know who Liv Tyler is, but I know what happened with Katy Perry. <laughs> and when I was thinking about this, I was like, <laughs> I don't know if anyone in my personal life that I'm like, oh, I'm feuding with yeah. her. And so I wonder if people like, like if, if they even think that they're in a feud, you know, or if mm-hmm. it's just like, well, that person insulted me. Yeah, That person took my man. And now they're dead to me. And now they're dead to me. And it's not like we have an ongoing Hatfield and McCoy type situation. It's <laughs> a, good, a good reminder for me to watch Hatfield and McCoy's again. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I know. I agree. I, half of me and also like just because everything on the internet is a lie. Spoiler alert. Wait. Oh my God. Sit down. I have something I'm, to tell you. <laughs> I've been reading a lot of things like the top five uh, ways that I can mm-hmm. squash my acne by mm-hmm. putting semen on it in various oh places. Oh, check the writer first. You're going to tell me that my <laughs> me. sticky face is not true? <laughs> no, it's a lie. Okay, okay continue. Yeah, I mean, truth. I wrote the top five beautiful, most beautiful, most funny, most charming comedians, and I'm, all, I'm always one through five, but I also wrote the list. So mm. <laughs> it's difficult. Okay, so check your sources. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Check and I, who wrote it? I didn't even do that when I was being graded on papers. I'm not going to check now. <laughs> now that nothing's at stake. Um, so, fuck, what was I going to say? I don't oh know. God! I think we're talking about Hatfields and McCoys. Talking about um, Mark anyway, Twain. the year was 1920. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that everything on the internet is fake. So mm-hmm. like, half of me is like, okay, the feuds, the fake feuds on Twitter between like yeah. McDonald's and Wendy's, like those are scripted and planned. So in my brain, I'm like, if. If Ronald McDonald can get into a fight on the internet and have it be fake, like, I wouldn't put it past Taylor Swift. I would not. So, okay. And I was also thinking, like, because there's Twitter beefs, right? Mm -hmm. And there's also, like, rap beefs Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I wondered how many things are a little bit more, like, cultural. Where I feel like, I mean, I've had several black friends be like, white people do not know how to fight. White (laughs) people, white people, they don't want to talk about anything. Mm -hmm. And then when they're mad, they want to burn your house down, basically. And even in going through, like, these feuds or whatever, I kind of feel like, well, like, when there's, like, a rap feud or Twitter beef, like, Nicki Minaj is beefing with somebody, beefing with Cardi or somebody, Mm -hmm. it, like, it feels like it more or less gets, like, playfully worked out. Or, like, okay, we're good now. We're good now. But when it's like Martha Stewart and Gwyneth Paltrow, it's yeah. like all hands on deck. And no one, and it's like, 
we this is until the day we die yes. like nothing will ever come from it we're nothing. fighting forever and that's kind of where i resonate when i fight i'm mm. like um don't ever speak to me again <laughs> i will hurt you so deep to your core you'll have to stay inside for a couple of months like that's what i like you have to stay inside you have to like get sunscreen because yeah. you're gonna get burnt i'm like i'm gonna literally it's like we're not even fighting about this but i'm gonna be like and another thing from three months ago <laughs> i just wanted to tell you you're a fraud. <laughs> you're a fraud so i do have like a very good memory and yeah. i feel like that does come off as like she's weaponizing all these things that mm-hmm. she probably said that is fine and then i would be like well actually what happened to me is that i never got to tell you it mm-hmm. and then it's like okay stephanie what are you doing that is me we just have really good memories <laughs> yes. and i do have a good memory especially for petty shit <laughs> like, so and then actually another thing is so when you cut me a line yeah um this was five years ago but it did upset me <laughs> you're like coming from this very brown place and i'm like and another thing yeah. and how dare you my line that i started like it's just yeah i'm always like i just want you to understand yeah. and then we can maybe both understand and also that freaks people out obviously like a woman uh, anyone i've ever uh, yeah anyone i've ever dated has been like oh my god how do i stop diffuse 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 yeah. but um the only time they've ever been like super fucking mad is with like strangers like mm-hmm. there was this girl at a show at quenchers years ago okay that accused me Mm-mm. of stealing her phone because we were in the bathroom at the same time mm-hmm. and I was like I didn't steal your phone and mm-hmm. then we're outside she was doing it in the bar she's, and she's super drunk she kept going of course you didn't oh sweetie. my god oh yeah and I don't like that tone Mm-mm. I don't like any tone Mm-mm. so then we're outside and she's doing it again and I'm like I did not steal your phone let it go mm-hmm. I don't have it mm-hmm. you lost it in the bathroom you drunk, drunk bitch yeah <laughs> and then she's like sure you didn't sweetie okay just go keep lying and then I took my purse Mm-mm. And I dumped it out on the sidewalk mm-hmm. at Fullerton and Western. I dumped everything out in front of her. And I went, do you see your goddamn phone? Mm-mm. And then she didn't say a word. She walked away. And I was with my then boyfriend and his entire band. It was, it was a punk Okay, show. he's a musician. Okay, yeah. Hot. And I remember him, him just going, Jesus Christ. I mean. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know you. You're coming from my integrity here. Yes. And because I don't know you, I yeah. feel that I can go. To like, a 12. <laughs> I have an iPhone 12. You think I stole your phone? Get the hell out of here. I mean, truly, I, at the time, I probably had an iPhone 5, yeah. and it was like five years too old already, <laughs> so maybe I would steal her phone. When you said, I took my purse, and I was like, and then we hit her with it. No, you dumped it out. Okay, good. You, out. you have to pick that up. <laughs> no, but I'm like, I'm willing to cause an absolute scene mm-hmm. if I feel like I'm never going to see you again. And yeah. that, that to and me, that's, that's where I will be like, it's time to have a performance. <laughs> But if I'm like, this is my coworker, you yeah. know, I'm, I, I can't, I can't jacuse at work, yeah. you know? Well, if I could just leave you with this, I'm leaving <laughs> please, by the way. Please leave me with Thank this. You. All the world's a stage. So, mm. I mean, if you're willing to be so brave on Western and Fullerton, take it into the office. <laughs> So I can see too. I do feel like I should harness that more. Uh, yeah. Next time I walk into into a, a comedy show, mm-hmm. so if I feel like someone doesn't look at me right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go right into their face and I'm gonna say, "And you have to say what? Find the biggest person there, hit them, be like I'm <laughs> the comedian. <laughs> Axe kick them in the jaw and say I'm number one on the show. Now who wants to fight me? And then they'll be like, Stephanie, you're going first. <laughs> I'm the headliner. And they're like, you're off the show. Fair yeah. <laughs> this is Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> like, I love the scenario where you're opening for Seinfeld. 
I want to. I want the record to be clear. Jerry yeah. Seinfeld, I'm available, <laughs> just in case. And for sure, our audiences are the same. He was not. He was always trying to book me, and I've just been so busy. But now I'm free, actually. <laughs> Big news. But I'm only free for like the month of July. <laughs> so you're really gonna want to get on it because I just want to go. You know, I want to go on a trip. Oh so. my god! That's so good. Before I would after I opened for Jerry, I just gotta go on a trip. I want. I just kind of want to see what's up. I want to see the country. So I was inspired to do this uh, topic actually after I heard about the real reason for Jennifer Lopez and Mariah Carey's alleged feud. Mariah Carey loves to fight with people. Mariah Carey is a troubled soul. Yeah, I'll give her that. I think, mm-hmm. she's, I think she's a troubled soul. She does like to fight with people. She was married to an asshole and mm-hmm. it turns out the reason behind all of this is mm-hmm. her ex-husband yes. so if anyone doesn't know mariah carey famously shared this interview where she was asked what she thought about a bunch of different musicians so mm-hmm. like beyonce and she said i think she's a very nice person i think she's a good writer um mm-hmm. which i was kind of like that could be shade but beyonce is above it mm-hmm. now with jennifer lopez she said i do not know her Famous, we all we all love, mm-hmm. we all love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in her 2020 memoir, Mariah, or Mimi, as her friends know her as. And I do. And I do. Yeah. I do know her as Mimi. My personal friend, Mimi. <laughs> she never says Jennifer Lopez's name in the book. She refuses to write it out. She refers to who had her as another female entertainer whom I don't know. Oh, okay. Which is continuing. She's, okay. <laughs> so we're continuing. That ghostwriter knows exactly what they're doing. Oh, my God, they do. <laughs> they, I bet that was dictated to her. And yeah. she's like, I don't think you want to do that. She's yeah. like, write it down. Put it in. <laughs> and she's standing in front of a uh, giant Christmas tree. And she yeah. just says, write it down. <laughs> Mariah loves Christmas. Um, so here's what happened. The truth is that her controlling ex-husband, Tommy Mottola, who was then a Sony music executive managing J-Lo, mm-hmm. wanted to use a sample of Mariah's uh, previous hit lover boy to give to quote another female entertainer on their label whom I do not know mm-hmm. um, so basically Mariah felt like her husband was done with her career mm-hmm. and was trying to send her a message or tell her to like fuck off mm-hmm. by giving the hot new like it girl some music mm-hmm. so it's all this guy's fault and this yeah. guy was like kind of doing some like psychological mind games yeah. on mariah and yeah. trying to be very controlling of her career and everything he's and also really old and he was really old young. yeah really young so i think she felt yeah she felt like okay he was like moving on to this other girl yeah. who i mean everyone wanted a piece of jennifer lopez yeah. late 90s early 2000s yeah. ben affleck is here to tell you that that's true <laughs> he can't get enough of jennifer lopez. <laughs> okay side note you know what i was thinking yes. the other day so like gen z is like was born when J-Lo and Ben Affleck were like engaged but they were so young that the, it's probably not even a point in their mind no. and now I wonder if they're like wait they were engaged yes. like it's such a big thing for me personally because I'm like oh my god the diamond she lost the diamond in the sink one day they had to pull the sink out their relationship was huge for me Benifer Benifer was giant and then they broke up and I was never the same I got <sighs> on board with him and Jennifer Garner just because it felt like the right thing to do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm like they're back this is great but I'm thinking, do other people, like younger people, realize that that was like a huge moment in pop culture? I don't think that they have any way of realizing how big of a uh, phenomena everything Jennifer Lopez did. Yes. The green dress, yes. everything. I mean, I feel that way about because there's like a, such a resurgence of like trying to understand all of these divas that were yeah. huge yeah. when we were very young. Yeah. And I, I appreciate like the... Um, you know, the looking back sympathetically mm-hmm. on these people, there's, I, it goes, I go two ways though, mm-hmm. where I'm like, let's, let's impart these lessons to now. Yes. How about, yeah. you know, because no. like, instead of always waiting 20 years <laughs> to give like, someone clearance. Addison Ray, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were going through a lot. 
Um, <laughs> I'm like, to them, it must seem so random that Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are dating. Yeah. But to me, nothing seems more right. It, it, it Does it feel more right to you than her? What if her and P. Diddy got together again? <laughs> no. Okay. See, that, that was, was no. That was early 90s yeah. where my pop culture brain wasn't even functioning yet. So I'm like, who? no, thank you. But it was like the perfect time for me to be like, whoa, hell yeah. The, the, <laughs> the move of her losing her giant engagement yeah. ring that like people would not stop talking about how much it cost she lost it in a restaurant down the sink and they pulled the sink out uh to get the ring and i was like that is powerful that's how powerful she is and then they broke up like two weeks later <laughs> i i gotta say though i always believe in her and mark anthony me too yeah. i really liked them together i really believe in it and i mean i i love mark anthony and i'm sorry but um, no, I do too, and I'm not actually going to apologize for I'm it. I'm sorry, because I know people don't. <laughs> My family does not like him. Why don't they like him? Because um, he married J-Lo. <laughs> because he... Um, wow. He was dating, like, or married maybe to Miss Universe, who was from Puerto Rico. Oh. And uh, they're like, he, she stole him. J-Lo stole him from... You know, especially the woman who Miss Puerto Rico or the woman Miss Universe was from Mulattes, which is where my family is from. And so oh, they're so like big, deal. big, you know, personal yeah. pride. How dare you? And I'm like, well, they also have two kids together. He was married to that woman for like a day. Yes. Like he it's was fine. Really with J-Lo. I mean, that's kind of definitely how my people feel about Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas <laughs> when they broke up. How sad. Yeah, like our girl. <laughs> our girl. Well, she dumped him. You know. it. No. Yeah. That's why it's like well, everyone comes up on top. The other thing that we were talking about earlier about like fake celebrity feuds is like they do fake celebrity romances to promote a movie yes of course yes. they're going to do fake feuds why not why the hell not right and that's the thing is like what's the difference between the fake one mm-hmm. and the real one and i i do feel like it's mariah carey these ones are real mariah yeah. carey mariah carey one is real yeah. um so okay so let's briefly touch on one of the most famous feuds of all time mm-hmm. with celebrities which is betty davis and joan crawford mm-hmm. joan crawford was a super competitive person i mean mm-hmm. obviously if anyone has ever seen um, mommy dearest mm-hmm. she was really mad about that portrayal of her in the book and all that kind of stuff you know and maybe some of it is like who knows how much is real but she was a crazy person mm-hmm. I found out this last week allegedly she and Marilyn Monroe hooked up once whoa and Marilyn told her therapist this and there's transcripts of this that exist uh-huh. and said that she rejected Joan she didn't want to hook up again and that Joan was forever mean to her because she, she was mad at Marilyn for rejecting her. Marilyn turned her down. Yeah. Is that the sewing club? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Um, whoa. Right. Whoa. Cause Joan Crawford was, she was definitely like an old Hollywood yeah. bisexual and Marilyn allegedly also kind of was, but Marilyn kind of seemed like she just loved, loved. <laughs> she, she was yes. a troubled person yes. and she just wanted, wanted it from anybody. <laughs> yeah. And then she was like, hold on, Joan. I'm busy with JFK. I just can't pencil I you in. I cannot. Because also Elizabeth Taylor claimed that she almost would with Marilyn once and was like, I'm a straight girl, though. So Marilyn had to seduce me. Marilyn would have had to do all the work. And I don't think anything came from well, this alleged yeah. evening of her thinking Marilyn was trying to seduce her, but then nothing really happened also, because like, she didn't do anything. The people that are like, oh my God, this person's obsessed with yes. me. And it's like, where are they? It's like, uh, they would, they were trying so hard. And I was like, no, honey. And I'm like, wait, but maybe you're just full of yourself. And also like, it's Marilyn Monroe. It's like she oozed sexuality. Yes. She, I think just, she's one of those people that she like looked at you and you're like, okay. She wants She loves me. me. She's yeah. obsessed to her core with me. She's probably thinking about dinner. <laughs> so what happened here is, I guess around 1935, 
over a man, Dilly. Mm -hmm. Betty fell in love with Franco Tone, who was her co-star on the set of the movie Dangerous. And a few months after this little love affair, Joan married him. Okay. So Betty was in love with him, and then Joan married him. So it looked like Joan stole her man. Yeah. But I don't really know, because, like, Joan and Franco Tone, huh, that rhymes, <laughs> were co-stars, like, a couple years earlier on something. So it mm-hmm. kind of seemed like they did have, like, some kind of long-going, ongoing romance. Either way, that's what made Betty be like, I hate Joan. I hate yes. Joan forever. Yeah. Um, and so their feud went on for years, and then when, as both of the actresses, their star power definitely declines over the decades <laughs> as movies change and yes. <laughs> they age. Yeah. So cut to like almost 30 years later, 1962, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, where they starred in it together as former starlets who are now <laughs> like alone, delusional, Grey Garden style. Why would they agree to that though? So there, yes. Right. I think that they had to be very convinced and also there was truly nothing else going on. Okay. Like Joan Crawford's last film is atrocious. I think it's called Trog. And it's <laughs> a beautiful name for a child, honestly. <laughs> uh, it's my daughter. My baby Trog. Meet Trogina. <laughs> I love her. Uh, Whoa. It gets crazier. She plays like a scientist <laughs> who works in a lab, I think. And uh-huh. there's like basically like a killer monkey man. <laughs> who um a cre- it's a creature movie no disrespect to the writers of trog but fuck that <laughs> wow They're, my father wrote trog oh so please show no, a little respect no disrespect okay thank nothing you. but love for trog but <laughs> trog is honestly my favorite movie of all time <laughs> and you know that and you knew that about me so wow came in here i'm gonna take out my purse I i'm would gonna love <laughs> yeah do you see any trog do you see trog in my bag <laughs> i'm like uh, it's like this the level of oh. steps to be like who wrote that and the director that was like let's like I'm a little evil guy let me get my plan together and put these two like did he think it would maybe it's obviously a he mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm. did people think they were like well now once they're together they will reconcile I think it was more like they're gonna use their hatred to sell the movie and it apparently did like apparently the yeah. set was really tense constantly so cool um, with them always fighting I love it and then it culminates but you know them like denying <laughs> it and as all these all of these feuds go of like yeah. I but I mean I've only ever been nice I don't know yes. what her problem is yes. um, and so then that year Betty Davis was nominated for a uh, Academy Award for best uh, I think supporting actress um, for, for that movie. movie. Oh, that's good. And Joan was not nominated. Beautiful. But yes. Anne Bancroft was nominated uh, for playing Anne Sullivan in The Miracle Worker uh-huh. that same year. She couldn't attend. Joan hatched this whole plan with Anne Bancroft's approval to accept the, reward, accept the award if she wins <laughs> on her behalf for Best Actress. Oh, gosh. So Betty does not win Best Supporting Actress. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then Joan gets to go on stage to get the award for Best Actress on behalf of someone else. Did she give a speech like it was her own award? <laughs> she gave a speech. Like, I'd like to thank my agent, <laughs> <laughs> my mom, my dad. <laughs> Fuck you, Anne Bancroft. And apparently the two, like, I mean, they were only, I think, each alive for like 15, 20 more years after this. But they never spoke again. That was that, that was the so last of it. They good. were like, we nope. That nope. is so good. What a stunt. Like, yeah. that is how... That is Joan's level of bitter and yeah. petty to be like. 
that she Look gave good. Anne Bancroft a disease to keep her home from the Oscars <laughs> and then was like, stay home, you sweet lamb. You shouldn't have to yeah, be. she poisoned her. Yeah, <laughs> just for a couple of days. <laughs> but the Oscars, I can, I'll do the Oscars for you. I'll do the Oscars for you. It's okay. It's the least I can do. That, that's done, right? That was my Joan. That's good. Like, people um. don't accept awards on other people. It's like always the host that's like, they aren't here. I'll accept this on their behalf and then we'll ship it in the mail to them. That, oh, that's a good question. It might I be haven't done. Because the last time... I really remember it. No, I mean, people, like, if someone dies, like, their widow mm-hmm. sometimes goes up there and does it for them. Um, was it was it Marlon Brando who yeah. was, like, yeah, he had the whole stunt, too. Um, a Native woman? Yeah, he had a Native American woman accept it on his behalf and then yeah. talk about, like, yes. uh, tro- uh, you know, Native American genocide and all that kind of stuff. That was also, like, in the 90s. I think that was 70s. Oh, even worse, yeah. Yeah, even worse. Even worse was the 70s. Even worse. Nothing's changed, even worse. Yeah, but, like, I'm, like, uh, from, I, my memory only lasts a year, and then I wipe it clean. But (laughs) (laughs) Oscars last year. I get, I actually met in black myself. (laughs) And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) I sound so stupid. No, 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 you don't, you don't. I was born in 2006, so everybody wondering why I don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you somehow do you, when you were in the womb for for like five years. You just yeah. stayed for five years. Yeah. You were able to soak in so much information about J Lo. <laughs> well, just because I'm Latina and I'm Puerto Rican, so we're actually ingrained with it in birth. Actually, um, we're to, which is why I know everything about Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forced to. It's, I wish it was different. I do. I don't want to know this oh, life. Oh my god, that reminds me of. Uh, in the movie uh, A Simple Favor. Oh my God, yes. Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively reportedly hated each other. <gasps> they did not get along, and but they were like supposed to go on all this pre- these press tours and interviews together because oh. they're both the stars. So if you watch the um, interviews back, which I do, oh, um, I will look it they up. are like, I mean, Anna Kendrick is like her normal, like sassy self, mm-hmm. but now watching it, it's like, it's like, you can just tell. Is like, it they, turned up a little it bit? Is, it is. And they like kind of dig at each other in like the, oh, us gals. We love to gab. We love to, this Ooh. bitch over here. I'm like, oh my God. And, but Blake is not having it. I bet. I bet <coughs> that Blake wouldn't stand it for one second. No. Um, which sounds very much like our next Feuders, by the yes, way. Oh, yes. oh, but I do want to add that Betty Davis lost that Oscar to Rita Moreno for West Side Story. Speaking okay, of Puerto Rican pride. Okay, so, um, so it was actually like historically right and good and just. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the next people I want to talk about is the one and only oh my God. Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker. Whoa, yeah, good. Whoa, Sex in the City feud. Yeah. Because they're another two that I feel like, you know, they've not liked each other yeah. for years and years and years. Sarah Jessica Parker contends constantly. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I ever did. That is the best part about it too that it's Sarah just correct for being like all I ever did was star in the show that she was a supporting <laughs> character on. I don't why would she have an attitude about that? And why doesn't she like me? All I did was make sure that the writers made her 60 years old when I was a mere 30. <laughs> like 60 years old. I don't I've never watched Sex in the City but I that's you what I You have did. not? I've seen I feel like I've seen enough. Yeah. You know, I've come in the room and it's been on, and I'm like, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. I just recently got HBO, so maybe I'll dive in. But oh, um, it is so, it is very cheesily written. Like, there's no way around that. And it it's really very, is. like, of the time where you mm-hmm. uh, clearly written by men. Yeah, mostly. Like, I think it was. But it's like, there's always, there's a scenario, there's Sex and City for every scenario almost. You know, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's like that Sex and City episode, where yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, Do you know what episode I've seen all the time? Like, I see it, I, it's like, 
every time I turn the TV on and it's Sex and City, it's this episode where <laughs> she wears the like fancy shoes to a party and they make her take her shoes off and then someone steals her expensive shoes. Right? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's I like, think and I have she's seen like, those one. were $27 million shoes. And her friend's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I, I, I'd be cast as the friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I only know what Manolo Blahniks are from that show, that, that yeah. brand of shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, you know, and I might be saying the word shoe wrong here. <laughs> I think you got it. I don't really know about. I only know. Sh- I don't know about she, and I learned about it from the show. <laughs> Shahu, I got I it. Learn about shahus from the I show. Love for shahus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me personally, I mean, I just have these little sandal shahoos, so <laughs> I'm not, I'm no Carrie Bradshaw. Oh my God. But that was all like online, mm, right? Yeah. So that's the weird thing about this one is that I tried to find the source of what happened. Mm-hmm. So basically like word of this feud kind of started to get out around 2008 when the oh. Telegraph reported that these there's been rumors in Hollywood for years that these two don't get along. Mm-hmm. And there had been like little barbs of shade that uh, Kim Cattrall had uh, alluded to after the show ended uh-huh. in, in interviews. And so the Telegraph article claimed that uh, Sarah Jessica Parker was named an executive producer at one point, which gave her a giant salary bump. So, so mm-hmm. now she was making $300,000 more. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe per episode? I don't really know how television... Whenever they talk about how much people get paid in TV, I'm like, <laughs> is that money real? It's not. There's no way. <laughs> how? So it said that also in 2004 uh, at the Emmys, Parker, Nixon, and Davis, the, Cynthia Nixon and Kristen Davis, the other stars, mm-hmm. they all sat together at the Emmys while Cottrell sat by herself. And that there were a couple things where those three were off together. Mm-hmm. Cottrell was always by herself. So it was like pretty obvious, like something is up. And in a response, Cottrell said, are we best <coughs> friends? No, we're professional actresses. We have our own separate lives. Mm-hmm. And Parker heard this and said, no, we are friends. She said, honestly, we're all friends, and I wish I saw more of Kim. Mm -hmm. She mentioned money, and no one should vilify her for it. People made a decision that we had vilified her. And so then they kind of go on for years talking about Mm -hmm. how, like, oh, the press didn't do this to the cast of The Sopranos. They're only doing this because they want to see women um, get taken down and stuff. And I I do agree with that and Mm -hmm. I do think that they were I think that they were right Mm -hmm. in when they were talking about that and Cottrell did say when the series came to an end she was getting a divorce Mm -hmm. and her father was just diagnosed with dementia Mm -hmm. so she really did feel like she was going through a lot she Mm -hmm. had to isolate herself be with her family all that stuff um but then 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 and then people love nostalgia they're bringing it back and then and then in 2018, heard of it. Her uh, Kim Cattrall's brother died. Oh, sad. Yeah. yeah, and Sarah Jessica Parker offered her public condolences, mm-hmm. to which famously Cattrall said, "You are not my family." Mm-hmm. <laughs> she told her, "Your continuous reaching out is a painful <laughs> reminder of how cruel you really were then and now." Whoa! Let me make this. This is all public. Yep. Let me make this very clear, if I haven't already. You are not my family. You are not my friend. So I'm writing to tell you one last time to stop exploiting our tragedy in order to restore your nice girl persona. This, I believe, was an Instagram comment. That's good. So that's like, if Kim Cattrall's doing that, she is mad at you. That is good. That is so so good. Maybe just like the straw that broke the camel's back of like, and 
<clears throat> and now my brother's dead and you're like mm-hmm. it's I mean I'm not we yes. don't have to talk about this but it's that kind of thing when like something very tragic happens oh, yeah. in the comedy world mm-hmm. and then suddenly everyone's like big huge lover supporter always was there for them and I'm like yeah. you don't know who this person is right you right know? or like trying to dig up your personal I met them you one know. time yeah. and, and I'm gonna tell you the story and it's gonna be mostly about me yeah um but this other person who you know is whatever yeah is it, also in here and obviously like Sarah Jessica Margaret <laughs> thought she was doing something kind mm-hmm. uh by by doing that but it is like she didn't I don't know if she thought maybe this in someone's time of grief, mm-hmm. if I, they're, they're not going to be mean, you know, like if yeah. she's like, okay, all like it would look worse if I said or did nothing, which maybe she just should have done it all privately. Like, <laughs> there's no one would even think for a second to be like, wow, Sarah Jessica Parker didn't think anything when Kim Cattrall's brother died. I'm like, who thinks that? She thinks no, that. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah, exactly. Like text her or you send know. her flowers. Exactly. Send, send her a little gift, give her a phone call, like something like that. She's Write her a card. She's doing it for likes. She's doing it for the press. Yeah. And, and like, well, Kim Cattrall said, you, you want to have this nice girl image. And then, like, retroactively, you're like, yeah, it was Sarah Jessica Parker this whole time that's mm-hmm. been like, I've never done anything wrong. Yeah. It's all Kim. And then Kim's saying, like, I mean, no, we're not friends. This mm-hmm. had to do with money. Um, yeah, the press has a big deal with this. Mm-hmm. They don't do – but I and it, it, to me, that made it be like, yeah, even if something – is going on with like an all-male cast yeah mm-hmm. the press wouldn't yeah wouldn't like talk about it as much especially then as with the women it doesn't mean that also there wasn't a yeah. feud yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which it seemed like for a while they were both trying to deflect anything and then now it's like i think it's just also two divas mm-hmm. like put together and it's like well i'm the star no yes. i'm the star well i'm the star and it's like maybe neither of them are like i did something very bad where she like you know I don't know. But it sounds like no one did. To yeah. me, it, it does truly sound like money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I mean, obviously we don't know that much. Kim Cattrall would have done the same thing. It, yeah, yes. It sounds right. like Kim tried to negotiate after she had, mm-hmm. after that salary bump. Mm-hmm. And I also read that I think the other cast members didn't like that either. Oh. So it wasn't just her versus Sarah Jessica Parker. It's just that mm-hmm. Sarah Jessica Parker was, like you said, the star. Yeah. And now she's an executive producer. Yeah. And in the other two even were like, oh, so you want to get paid more than us, mm-hmm. too. And it did, it did make me think, like, why can't all of them be EPs? Yeah. But um, I don't like know how TV is. The Friends thing where Friends, they all agreed, like, we're all going to make the same. Money. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, I don't know. Maybe Money just, changes everything. Yeah. To quote... Cindy Lauper, money mm-hmm. changes everything. And I'd just like to come back with more money, more problems. Okay. To quote Cindy Lauper again. <laughs> to quote again. Cindy Lauper. <laughs> a second time, more money, more problems. Um, but it's kind of like, I don't know, you start this, and I, I know that they were all stars in their own right before getting the show, yeah. but with an ensemble thing like that, it gets, that's all, it always gets messy like it that. It always does. And I hate to bring up my new obsession, which is Monk, but... <laughs> Okay, wait. Hold on. I've been watching a lot of Monk. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> and I'm a detective and there's a murder and I have to solve it. But uh, his, like, assistant, Biddy Schramm, who is, like, a star. She's mm-hmm. so funny in the show. She's so good. She wanted more money because the show took off and then they wrote her off. I'm like, fuck off. And then they oh replaced her God. with this other woman who's fine, but she's not Sharona. And, like, mm-hmm. Sharona is great. Um, she's not my Sharona. My, my Sharona. Now it's Natalie. I'm like, there's not even a song about you. <laughs> she doesn't have a New York accent. And it's oh, like, no. man, that's so fucked up that they were like, no, you aren't. It's literally him and her. 
if that happens, you don't have to make the same amount as Tony Shalhoub, but like she should be making more. Why? And I don't understand. It's like just give her money. <clears throat> don't you want her around? Yes. And that is why, like, that's why so many bands break up too. Aren't you a big TV network? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't have a couple thousand to throw my way. No, I can't. It's old for Shalhoub. <laughs> Shalhoub's taking the money. Shalhoub has my money. <laughs> I'm tied up in Shalhoub money. <laughs> wouldn't you? I'm like, so was on like USA or something? Yeah, like, I think so. Cancel justified and give me their fucking money. Cancel every other show Why? to give her more money. Monk was huge. Monk and was I'm, a good show. Man, that's my, that's just what I'm just, <laughs> actresses deserve to be paid as much as Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> so I got to say, so far we have uh, men mm-hmm. being, so love being at the center of something mm-hmm. and money. And money, money is a really big one. I mean, that's yeah. why like, it's why like the Go-Go's broke off because yeah. people started getting paid more than others because they had writing credits that and the others crazy. didn't. And but that's, that's the thing. Those, those credits do give you more money. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why they couldn't make the others EPs, mm-hmm. but we let's go to a different, a very different kind of feud. Oh wait, well let me see. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about this one first. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow and Martha Stewart, which I did not really know they were feuding. And then when I looked into it, I was like, "Oh, isn't dear. it like lifestyle brand versus lifestyle brand?" Yup. Okay, that's what I thought. Yup. And basically, so we yeah we had we had money, we had that, and now I think it's like reputation or mm-hmm. coming for your gig. Mm-hmm. Like these were people. <laughs> like Martha was just kind of put off by Gwyn becoming a lifestyle person and she's like you're a famous actress you stay in your own lane like don't come for me kind of hey martha no one's coming for you no one wants to do that you're martha stewart like you're always that's how i feel about a lot of these like coming for my gig feuds too it's like no you you're there like you're fine you're on top already you're who that person looks up to yeah don't worry about it it's like also like the Martha Stewart brand and like the Goop brand are could not be more different <laughs> if they tried. No, like it is like don't worry about it. Never worry about it. So she did literally say, she's a movie star. If she were confident in her acting, Woo! she wouldn't be trying to be Martha Woo! Stewart. Martha, go. And she added, "Good luck, Gwyneth." Martha was Martha Stewart was a model when she first started. Good luck. She was like, <laughs> she's also. What? Martha Stewart is still a model, though, if you follow her on Instagram. She's posting pictures of her in her bathing suit. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's great. I don't have time I mean, she's got an insane (laughs) sense of humor in there. She seems... No, I mean, hey, maybe going to prison does it to you. Going to prison will give you a crazy <laughs> sense of humor. You, that's what they say. You're actually funnier if you go to prison. And that's why I'm doing hard time right now. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's really nice that I could visit you at Stateville. <laughs> it is good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and then, so in 2014, in 2014 issue of Martha Stewart Living, she um, she put a recipe uh, called like a conscious uncoupling cake. <gasps> As like, yeah, and then Gwyneth posted Uh her own recipe and a retaliation called and called it a jailbird cake. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. And I don't know if these two have ever, I don't see. And to me too, though, the way that this feud is, it feels like, okay, they both had their barbs and it's almost Mm -hmm. like a roast, you know, it's like maybe I think they're done. I think they both did it and they're done. I couldn't find anything else about like ongoing. Yeah. <laughs> lifestyle recipe and feuds. Also, it's like at that level of Gwyneth Paltrow and Martha Stewart, mm-hmm. these decisions are not being made by them. Oh, you're these right. These decisions are mm-hmm. being made by other people as a part of that company. And it's like, oh, yeah. oh, it would be so good for press to say this is a, you know, it's not like, she's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I am fighting with Gwyneth Paltrow. Both of those people, you're right. Both of those people have entire staffs that yes. work on these magazines yeah. and websites. They're like, someone's idea was like, let's do this and we'll like get some buzz around it. Yeah. 
especially because like I mean now where we work it's like everything that's done it's like as long as we get a little bit of press that's okay yeah who cares if it's good or bad you know do you want to trend for a day and then also like news cycles are so fast too that like people kind of forget about things now. So, yeah, yeah why not, like, make stir up Stir the pot food? a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Why not? What else a, are we doing? I'm going to stir the pot. That reminds me of uh, Giada Delarenis was on Ellen with Gwyneth Paltrow, and she Ooh. made something. And it's, like, just by the nature of it being on TV, it's, like, it's old. The food is cold, probably. Like, it's not – they have induction burners. It's not, like, a whole yeah. thing. But pretend, you know, be like, oh, my God, yum, so good. You are such a good <laughs> chef. I've seen you on the Food Network channel. Ooh, yummo. I love this. And Gwyneth Paltrow was like, it's a little stale. Like, she, on camera, was like, tastes good. It's a little cold. And Jenna's like, oh, you meet me halfway here. We're on a – we're oh pro- like, my God. we're on a set right now. There's only so much I can do. And she's like, oh. And she's like, well, it's good. And then Ellen was like, I mean, Ellen. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, hit her. <laughs> Gwyneth, Gwyneth lives in another realm. She yeah. lives in another world. You can't – I just feel like she doesn't even remember what public decency is mm-hmm. like, like that she couldn't remember to, to lie. Yeah. And it's also like, <laughs> hey, like y- you weren't up for this cooking spot ever. Never. Like, y- it wasn't a t- between you and Giada to be like, well, I guess uh, Gwyneth, we can't have you cook. It's just like, what? No one believes that Gwyneth cooks anything. Exactly. Everyone yeah. knows she's got she's got hired people. Sorry, sorry, Gwyneth, I'm – okay, be, be truthful if you're listening to this. And she is listening. Gwen, we gotta Gwen, talk. Gwen, Can we talk in private, real quick. Please, just. Okay. I really, I really like the talented Mr. Ripley. Um, mm. So I don't, I don't want you to think that I think you're a bad actress. Big fan of Shakespeare in Love. Big fan. We're mm-hmm. big fans here. Sliding Doors. We're big fans. That's. I can only name one. I think Paltrow were, movie. <laughs> that was. It. I think you were British in some movies too. That's kind of. That's cool. That's cool. cool. Be, pretend to be British. American being a Brit. Yeah. Forget about it. You big live news. in Castle. <laughs> But we do. We did want to say stop it. I nice. want to tell you to stop it, and please be truthful. <laughs> please be nice. I'm actually just kind of tired of your lies. Mm-hmm. Um, this here's another like coming for your gig one that I actually didn't really know about because I was kind of looking up like Madonna if Madonna had feuded with people because <laughs> I I love because Madonna. she must. I love Madonna, right? And yeah. it's like Madonna. You know, I think like when Britney was coming up, she had a little bit of like hesitancy, but then embraces her. Same and with Gaga, like French her on the lips. Yes, yeah, so French her on the lips. Like, okay, I okay, hate her so much. I'm gonna make out with her. Yeah. <laughs> Big move. Okay. So Madonna though has had been fe- has had been feuding with <laughs> okay. with. Do you want to guess what male musician hmm. has it out for Madonna? Lenny Kravitz. Oh, that's a good guess, but it was um, completely in the dark. I know. I it's not Lenny Kravitz, and I just said it's a good guess because yeah. I was like, "Wow, I didn't Who's expect a random, to hear Lenny." A yeah, random guy that you'd be so surprised to hear that they were fighting. Yeah, that he was mad at anybody and yeah. not just like wrapped in a scarf somewhere. <laughs> he is, but he's so angry yeah. at Madonna. He's like, "Oh, get when I get this scarf off, I'm yeah. coming." Oh no, oh, my penis fell out. Drake. No. It is, the answer is crazy. Okay. It is Elton John. Oh my God, I did not know that. It is Elton John. But I see that, again, two divas up against each other. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And, but the thing is, like, Elton John has an entirely different career. Mm-hmm. He's had a career for so much longer. And he didn't start to, like, hate on Madonna until, like, 2002. <laughs> And I wonder, part of me wondered, I was like, were those her Guy Ritchie years? And was he mad oh. that she was kind of being faux British? It was. That's my conjecture. She was married at that time. And she was like suddenly being like, I have a bit of an accent. Well, I mean, I, I can talk to a Southern person for 30 seconds and mm-hmm. be like, and let me tell you something else. Like, so I get it, Madonna. It's cool and it's fun. And I'm just going to slip into it. When I talk to a Canadian, yes. oh, all my, all my American goes out the window. <laughs> Listen, I'm a sponge. Yes. 
I, I'm just I'm I'm absorb I'm people. Improviser, better. you know. Yes. I'm always watching. I'm picking up energy. I'm putting it inside. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm the ultimate empath. I, I, I like take your accent. Sorry, I'm. Sorry. I take your accent. You might call me Ursula the Sea Witch, and but I would. and <laughs> that also reminds me of like Madonna is same with Gwyneth Paltrow on another level. Do you remember when she? It's like day two of the pandemic, and she filmed Madonna. herself singing in a bathtub, yep. and I'm like, honey, wait a week. Nope. <laughs> Wait a couple days before your breakdown. I said we needed it right now. Oh my God. There's that, and then apparently, like Diablo <laughs> Cody has been ri- working on writing a script. I think I don't know if it's with Madonna or it's about her life. But there were all these videos too that she was releasing on Instagram of like Madonna would be like writing sesh, and it's oh, just yeah. like her lounging on a yes. on the couch doing nothing, and Diablo. Diablo in a corner on her laptop, like kind of smiling but being like, "I um very hard. At I work. need to work." That is so good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she is. Not, she also tried stand up once. Do you remember that she was briefly? She briefly believed she was funny. Madonna. Yes. Oh my god, I was like, I could hear Diablo Cody be like, "Well, yeah, probably," but yeah, no. Madonna oh, said she wanted to do comedy. I think she did it on a late night show when she was a guest. She's like, "No, I can do some jokes," and she did a couple. And then she also was like gonna do a free surprise show no. i think in washington square park in new york what and people came thinking they're gonna real? see yeah a musician and she wanted to do stand-up at it i'm crying so she did that and she did it, you can find it i swear it might have been on fallon or something yeah. it's somewhere online and it's kind of recent it's in the last it's like 10 years yeah oh my she, god she dabbled in wanting to do stand-up like 10 years ago imagine a yeah. world and guess what <sighs> Not great. I saw a clip of John Mayer doing stand-up on a cruise. I, that makes me want to actually peel my eyes out. <laughs> it's actually, and I'm like, I, it's the whole thing of Uh-oh. like, is this funny or is it just hot that John Mayer is on stage? And I'm like, I'm laughing and I'm like, stop it, take it. I can't break it apart in my brain. I'm like, is this funny or is Wait, it? Wait, was he really funny? He made jokes. I mean, his jokes John. were like about being John Mayer. Okay. So it was like funny in the way that he's like calling attention to it That's and it's like uh, the paparazzi the press whatever but it was also like a third it's like a three minute clip but well, i'm also like i'm still waiting for him to apologize for his treatment of jessica simpson um oh, yeah. Yeah. i'm waiting for that that is insane okay i just want yes. everyone to know especially we're doing this like again looking back at the 2000s divas mm-hmm. free britney etc read jessica simpson's yes. book or listen to there's like two different podcasts it's you can so, listen to about it yeah i was so surprised Me too. i related to so many things i was yeah. surprised by so many things and i was also like john mayer that girl she breaks up with they break up and then he tries to befriend her parents mm-hmm. to like manipulate her back into a relationship that is psychopath and then they level. got back together yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because he was always at her parents' house. Amazing. Oh, and he called her once, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and her boyfriend saw that he called her, and he was, like, saying, like, Tony I'm Romo? at your... Yeah, no, or whoever... It might have been Tony, or whoever she dated right after. I think it... It, yeah, and it was... John Mayer was, like, at her parents' house being like, hey, my, your parents are wondering how to do whatever. Yeah, which is like so good. Wow. Oh. It's also, like, John Mayer, you are, like... Me? Movie I psycho. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> if... I'm like, it's that like a is movie villain. so hot to me. <laughs> you're like, come to mama. Like, Wait, I dumped you and now you're hanging out with my parents? Okay, John, get over it. Why are you like, so obsessed with me? And didn't he like talk to Playboy about like... Oh, oh I think he did, yeah. Play- men need to stop talking to Playboy, okay? Because men, men. John Mayer and Tom Hiddleston learned anything, it's to shut the fuck up when you talk to Playboy. <laughs> Would Tom Hiddleston talk to Playboy bad? Oh, yeah. You don't know? No. I I feel like I'm so behind on the Hiddleheads. Oh, I mean, and it's a buzz. So he was talking, this this whole thing that 
you can obviously it's on the internet but um he talked about being swingers with his wife oh. and how like he's really into oh, no. it middle ditch you're talking middle ditch who did I say? Oh, Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Oh, I, was like, Hiddleston. I was like, Hiddleston has news? He's Loki and Loki. Oh, whoops. I got my Toms <laughs> confused. Yeah. I'm married to Tom Hiddleston and so is Taylor Swift, but Middle mm-hmm. Ditch. Thank middle, you. Middle Ditch. We yeah, can I, cut that. We can cut that. I'm smart. <laughs> well, I, I remember reading that and being I'm like, sorry. Yeah, you're okay. right. I'm wrong. No, no. That was, a, that was one of those interviews that you read <laughs> that someone gives and you're just like, nobody stopped you from this. Yes nobody stopped it's from this. such a cringy and then yeah. they got a divorce like shortly after shortly after so fucking yeah it's not just like he wasn't just like oh my wife's are swingers he basically made it sound like i'm forcing my wife to, to be, be a, a swinger. swinger yeah yeah she that. hates it and i'm like listen you have to do it and i'm it. like i gotta be me babe i need to fuck these people i need to be it, the the <laughs> story would have been so much better if i would have gotten the fucking name right no i i liked I'll give you guys a clean uh, middle ditch and then you guys can just plug that in. I got to tell you, I think that this is fun. (laughs) I think this is fun because we're taking the audience on a journey. They Um. go, they go from heart stopped deep in their chest thinking my Tom Hiddleston did something wrong. Yeah. My guy that starred in that vampire movie, that's really cool. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I passed out for a second. I hit the mic with my head. Deanna was thinking about Tom Hiddleston in that vampire movie. That's very cool. And she she truly passed out. I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the audience, their hearts stopped thinking about mm-hmm. that. And then they realized it was middle just and they all went, oh. We know that. That's right. That's an old bag. That's right. What I think happened is that people heard that and they go, I know exactly who you're thinking about, you dumb bitch. <laughs> you're wrong. You've always been wrong. You'll always be wrong. You don't know anything. And I'm coming to, to your house. I do have a... <clears throat> I did read that as somebody that I was, when I was young, I was assistant producer on a... Um, uh, what do you call it? Improvised musical show that was very, very popular. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of people coming in and out, you know, mm-hmm. from New York or something, these like improvisers of that ilk of middle ditches, like, yeah. you know, era. Um, and all the young improvisers th- thought he was a god. He came in to do the show and he like lost his phone in the green room. And Did you had- steal it? <laughs> <laughs> I took out my purse. I took out the couch cushions see this? in the green room and I said, middle ditch bitch. <laughs> Where is your phone? Do you see your fucking phone? Do bitch? you see your phone? Oh my god! Okay, so no, he, lost his, he phone. lost his phone, and he absolutely panicked. And I guess it's because yeah. he was texting some girl, and he didn't like he wanted. He needed to complete the mission, yeah. and he panicked in a way that I feel like I haven't seen someone like I've seen, like a toddler yeah. panicking yeah. over losing something. Yeah, and we were all like, "It's in this room, right?" Because you were just using it, yeah. so we will find it. And he's like throwing. The, the pillows on the couch and he's like yelling and muttering and swearing at anybody trying to help him and then some like intern truly finds it like on the table Amazing. like they found it you know Amazing. like on a counter or something and we're like this is your phone and he just goes like yeah and he grabs it no thank you oh no God. sorry to yeah. any of us and so that that one interaction and then Tells i read lot, that yeah. thing years later and i went Oh, yeah, of course. Of course he made his wife be a swinger. Yeah. His phone was in his hand the whole time. He was actually talking on it. Yep. <laughs> Honey, course. I cannot find my phone. He was like, I'm sorry, I'm trying to swing right now. Let and me I can't. text and see where's my phone at. Which, Man, that tells you so much. The stress. Of it's like, funny when, yeah, when it's like a little thing and you're yeah. like, they're overreacting so much. And then you're like, oh, this person does this. There are so many times where I have to mm. be like, take a step back. Yes. Deanna. Yeah. <laughs> Wait until you are a megastar before you have a meltdown. <laughs> it's not cute now. 
<laughs> but let everyone know. When and when I get there, yeah, it's buckle up, nonstop, uh, uh-uh. uh, nonstop. Let me throw my phone away and blaming people. <laughs> See, I want to do the opposite where I'm a okay. huge bitch up top, <laughs> and then I, I get very, I get very famous and successful, yeah. and I'm giving away puppies. Yeah. I'm being the kindest person anyone's ever known. Stephanie Weber, heart of gold, heart of gold. We can't believe it. And they're, they're like, she did what she had to do to get there. <laughs> Step on all the little people. Yeah, she's a saint. Saint now. Yeah. yeah. Um, two people that are not saints. We, um, we just have two more to cover. Oh, as yeah. Vin Diesel and The Rock. Oh, good. Vin That's a good one. Diesel and The Rock. Yeah. And this this fight is bald versus bald. This fight <laughs> is bald versus bald, muscle yeah. versus muscle, big oh. guy versus big guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, there can only be one big guy. I think that's actually the root of it. To me, as an outsider, mm-hmm. it's that there can only be one big guy in the movie. And I feel for Vin Diesel because like he did a lot to get where he was. And he The Rock, really did. The Rock is like just a, you know, a, a wrestler that's like I can do this. And he mm-hmm. came for Vin Diesel's. I'm a tough guy, but also I'm a tough guy in a sensitive role. Yes. I'm a tough guy. Here I am with a bunch of kids in a movie. Like he really cleaned up. And he really became like like the Fast movies kind of revitalized his like action hero <laughs> yeah. bad guy yeah. cool guy thing because yeah. you know he's you know he's doing some movies like, what's he doing the scorpion king the pacifier <laughs> then he does the fast vin movies. diesel is pacifier vin, vin diesel is the pacifier and how dare you and the rock is actually the tooth fairy <laughs> oh my god <laughs> see they're the same person they're the same oh big guy god. i'm like do not come from my culture like that <laughs> children's movies yeah, <laughs> I will tell you. I, okay, full disclosure to everyone yeah. on the pod. If we if we can if we are actually being vulnerable on the pod right now, yeah. you know, and I feel like we are all in this room. <laughs> me, you, producer Christine, we're all being vulnerable. We're, we're all here. in we're tears. Safe. We're all ready to cry. My therapist is also on the line. At a moment's notice, I saw Fast Nine last night. Oh, really? How was yeah. it? It was it was insane. It yeah. was absolutely insane. You went to the theater though. I went to the theater. I saw it in the theater. Nice. I saw it in my hometown theater because oh, we were cool. visiting my parents, and then I was like, That's "Gotta so nice, go here." Though. Yeah, it was so much fun. But so The Rock is not in the movie because oh. of this this giant feud. The Rock is finally like he's not in the movie anymore. Uh-huh. Um, these two like they don't. I think it was Fast Eight. Also, they didn't ever want to shoot together. So mm-hmm. any scene where they're talking to each other, I think there's only one. <laughs> they, it is shot so weird because yeah. it's just one person at a time. One person. You can at tell a time. they're talking to a body double. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is like Vin Diesel is. I mean, he is the executive producer of these movies. Yes. He controls so much of these movies. Yeah. He like is you're ridiculous. In you can you're in charge of the rock. They're his Come movies. I, I I gotta say they're his movies, but the rock's ego couldn't take it. And that's that's where it all started in yeah. twenty seventeen the Rock gave some interviews, or I think he posted on Instagram. That's what it was, and he posted like, uh, "You might not see me looking happy in press or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like my, if you think that my blood was boiling in those scenes, it's because it actually was. Because some people don't treat people with respect." Well, uh, yeah. And Vin Diesel did the Sarah Jessica Parker of yeah. saying, "I don't know what that guy's problem is. In his, in my house, we call him Uncle Dwayne." <laughs> In your house? I'd love an invite. Because um, family? Yeah. I don't know if you guys know that fast. the Fast movies are all about family. The F actually stands for family. The F is for family now. Family Furious. <laughs> family Nine. <laughs> furious Family Nine. Um, they don't even say family in these movies. I, I do have to tell everyone here, again, to be vulnerable. Yeah. Until like the fifth movie. The fifth movie is when they all really take off. But that's also when The Rock comes in. I The first one, isn't it very family f- focused of like... We, this is our crew. This is our yeah, squad. Yeah, it, it is. Don't fuck it, my sister. <laughs> but no one says 
family sure. until like the end and it's not even one of like the main ca- characters okay because when that came when that revelation hit that it's like no one is talking about family yet and i thought that's what they do here yeah i thought that's what we did here yeah i was blown away <laughs> when you hear your family wait that's olive garden no, <laughs> never mind I, that I get that confused <laughs> when you hear your family oh man when you hear your furious is my my house's <laughs> motto that's my restaurant <laughs> when you hear you're furious because everything's undercooked so just eat it you gotta get a reservation there's no way you can walk into that yeah. place you can't so he wasn't even in the ninth one no he wasn't in the ninth one that's it good. seems like they're probably gonna do another Hobbs and Shaw like Hobbs and Shaw 2 which, is that why they did a spinoff I think so but Vin Diesel still has a producer credit because it's tied to the movies yep that's very presents that's so very he's good. always gonna make money off of The Rock basically yeah. but The Rock still gets to be a funny goofy action hero and that is I think also why those movies like Hobbs and Shaw feels ridiculous yeah. and goofy because yeah. that's The Rock is a little bit more like I want to be goofy family friendly guy yeah and Vin he's tough tough guy fast car Tough guy, fast car family. <laughs> tough guy, fast car family. <laughs> That's the tag of the movie. Anyway, so what I was getting to is tough guy, fast car family. Tough guy, fast car family. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. So he's like, I want to be the star, even though Vin Diesel is the star yeah. of the fast mar- movies. Where he's like, okay, and you then can have this little guy. recently he claimed, like as recently as like this past week, that mm-hmm. um, he felt, Vin Diesel did feel like he was pushing the rock or hard on the rock mm-hmm. because he was trying to like get a good performance out of him. Yeah. hard on the rock like he's like his like method teaching actor <laughs> I, I remember you talking about yeah that. it's like yeah i mean but at the same time it was what it probably was was him saying that but it was vin diesel being like i'm in charge here he doesn't even drive i the see films. your bald head and i'm gonna raise you my bald head i'm the captain now yeah he's like you know everyone looks like they like you but what about me vin diesel that's the what rock, diesel. i think we can get i can't do it i'm not gonna try no, do it go to the movies I can't. <laughs> and then the rock's like go to the movies I can't. that's not it either i'm like it's it was also probably vin diesel just like pushing him just because like you yeah. want that power of like i'm i'm the director yeah. and or i'm i am an ep and i'm gonna prove that's it to the thing you is he's, he doesn't even direct these movies so that did make me think like what is the power struggle between vin mm-hmm. diesel and like justin lynn or someone directing the film yeah. like how how much do they have to just bow down to what vin wants ultimately and just be like you're the boss <laughs> you're the boss baby you're the boss tony danza speaking of boss baby that is the, it's coming out on I Friday. I saw a trailer today. It comes out on Friday. <laughs> and I legitimately had the thought, uh, Boss Baby, of course, for my avid fan base, is mm. my favorite movie. I love it. I have a top five movies. It is on the list. Um, that is going to be the first movie I see back in theaters. And I'm trying. I'm so happy everyone has their one. I really want to do a double feature with Peter Rabbit and the Boss Baby. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> Donald Gleason is my celebrity crush, and he mm. is in the Peter Rabbit movies. Oh, that's adorable. It is very adorable. You know that he is in him as a as a rabbit, though, right? He's a villain. No, oh, he's, he's in it as a real guy. He's a real Oh, guy. he's a real person? James Corden is the bunny. Uh, okay. <laughs> duh. I'm Fuck, packing up. I'm packing fucking up. Duh. Um, <laughs> he play, he plays himself. He doesn't play himself. I'm losing my mind. I'm literally having a breakdown. He plays a human and he is the villain. Okay. In that's the first beautiful. one. I'm excited to see where the character goes in the second one. So that's actually what made me say I saw Fast Nine in the theaters because uh-huh. there was a trailer for Sing Two. And I saw I said the only person I know who saw Sing One is Ms. Deanna Ortiz. <laughs> and my sister did send me the trailer the day it came out. And I went very excited. Thank you so much. I will clear my schedule for it. <laughs> clear my schedule. <laughs> oh, my God. I love a cartoon. I'm sorry about it. She loves a cartoon. And, <laughs> you know, that brings us to our last cartoonish Amazing. feud. Great. I know. I did Great a really transition. good segue. <laughs> it is the one and only Taylor Swift and Kanye West. Whoa, yeah. The one 
the only, Mm -hmm. the ongoing. And when you put that together, though, Mm -hmm. with her feud with Katy Perry, Mm -hmm. you start to say, is Taylor, Taylor's victim? Yeah. Or does Taylor have kind of a difficult personality? Does, you know, what's What's going on? What's the common denominator? Taylor Swift. What's going on here? Yeah, exactly. But with Kanye, I got to say, okay, so... Here's if anyone if I don't know if anyone was like in a coma or something, <laughs> but it was the VMA acceptance speech for 2009, uh-huh. which, uh, you know, he he interrupts her winning an award to mm-hmm. say, I got to stop you because Beyonce, the best music video of all time. Single ladies. And it was. Yeah. And it it was. Yeah. But he totally embarrassed her. Yeah. He was um, asked to leave. And mm-hmm. he afterwards was like, I don't know why I'm being asked to leave. Mm-hmm. Um and then she had to stand up there and give the rest of her speech. Which I only realized recently um, everyone was like kind of clamoring and booing Kanye, but she thought people were booing her. Oh. So yeah. she really didn't know what was going on because yeah. she truly thought like when he said that everyone agreed with her mm-hmm. or him rather. And then I guess backstage Pink chewed him out, mm-hmm. which I would have loved to see. Mm-hmm. And Beyonce was crying, saying she felt so bad for that girl. Yeah. So at the end of the night when Beyonce did win an award, she had Taylor come back up and finish her speech, which I think yes. is really sweet. That, and so Beyonce. So Beyonce. Yeah. What a quan. What a, a, a star in what? every sense of the word. I mean. Classy, timeless, mm-hmm. Beyonce. Always, never looks like she's sweating. <sighs> it's no. amazing. I don't so know how classy. she does it. So classy. But the other thing was that Kanye West was also photographed on the mm. red carpet with a bottle of Hennessy in his hand. Yeah, so he it's wasn't like, in his right mind. Not a soul was like, maybe let's think, you know, no. Kanye, maybe don't. <laughs> hey, Kanye, let's stop. Kanye, maybe don't. That's my song. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Love to do a guest spot on the song. I don't know. It's really, I'm really booked. <laughs> <laughs> I already have pink and Beyonce on it. Yeah, I have pink on it. Pink's on the song. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, so then it seemed like, like she, Taylor wrote some song called Innocent and, and it seemed like she was fine with everything. Mm-hmm. And then in 2016, mm. remember the year, yeah. remember the year when Kanye released a song called Famous mm-hmm. and Taylor was upset at the lyric, insinuating he was talking about Taylor saying, I, I made that bitch famous. Mm-hmm. And she, she publicly denounced these lyrics. She said, I never gave him permission to do that. Mm-hmm. Enter lawyer Kim Kardashian. He also, the music video has, mm. she, it's a Taylor lookalike in bed yes. with Kanye. And it's like a bunch of people who he like quote unquote made famous. Mm-hmm. So clear exactly who the people are. But yeah. Yeah. He wanted it. to make sure you knew yeah. who was in there. Yeah. There's no around it. I mean, I, yeah. I made that bitch famous. You're talking about your now ex-wife Kim Kardashian, but sure, maybe Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. People were like, he could be talking about a bunch of people, but it's like he put all those people in the bed with him Literally. in the music video. So yeah. they're all there. Uh, Kim Kardashian, uh, former Mrs. West, comes in and releases secret recordings of the private phone call that the two of them have where she gave approval mm-hmm. for the song idea. Saying it would be so funny. She said it would be so funny. Yeah. Um, and I so, love it, yeah, that kind of squashed that. But then later on, I guess like the full transcript or something, it reveals that he never said bitch to mm-hmm. her. He yeah. said, I made her famous. Yeah. And so that's what she was approving. I made her famous, but she was upset with the word bitch. <laughs> Is apparently the the read on it afterwards, but yeah. I feel like that's so also, much, many semantics. I you, I have nothing but respect for Kim Kardashian to be like, mm. I'm gonna record this. I gotta be honest, I do too. Huge, I gotta be honest. huge. I'm gonna keep my phone under the table. I'm gonna record this. I shit. love Kim K <sighs> having the wherewithal mm-hmm. to go. I think she's gonna be mad at this in the future. I Beep. 
I'm going to record this bitch. <laughs> yeah. I know she's going to lie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because Kim Kardashian's been through it. You know, mm-hmm. she's had people release her sex tape or mm-hmm. her mom did. So it's like. <laughs> she's had her people, her mom. Yeah her, yeah. her people, her mom. I feel like she knows her way around press. So she yes. knew that was going to happen. Yes. Uh, that's why she is going to be a lawyer. She's apparently failed the bar exam twice, but that doesn't you, that doesn't stop anybody. No. Well, my <laughs> tip for Kim and Kim, can we talk actually just privately? Uh, she's listening. Yeah, she is. Um, yeah. <laughs> stop studying poolside in a bikini. I'm begging you. It's hard. I know you love the sun, everything, yeah. but go inside, close some doors, put some sweatpants on, and just really dive in. You just know? dive into those books, please. Put listen to lo-fi <laughs> chill beats to study to. Yeah. And you just can't. Go. It just can't. Um, but that's another of like when we were talking about like fake feuds or yes. something. Like when that happened, I was like, I cannot make space in my brain for Kanye and Taylor Swift anymore. It's like this is so put. Mm-mm. It's so like presented to you of like let's stir the pot let's do yeah, this let's do that definitely. and like even when the recordings came out i'm like okay so this is confirming everything even yeah. if she's like you know what oh you're right i did say that but i'm actually mad that he said bitch or she could have said anything to like yeah be like no 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 no. i was right i was right you know like it just kind of seems like it all fell apart like the facade fell down and she yeah. was like wait, wait 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 no 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 i i actually meant that he called me a bitch that's mean like, and probably because it's like even if it was like, yeah, this is great. Let's just do this, whatever. Um, in the end, Taylor looks like she was trampled on, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. She, she looks like yeah. by both of them. Yeah. Uh, but so you're right. It just spiraled yeah. out of control. And when you compare that to her fighting with Katy Perry mm-hmm. over, I believe, now you know more about this than me, I think, but wasn't t- Taylor stole Katy's dancers? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the root of it. Mm-hmm. And then everything goes from there. It does kind of make you be like, I mean, Taylor Swift is obviously super ambitious. Mm-hmm. She's super talented. I mean, that mm-hmm. bitch released like three albums in the pandemic. Yeah. And it's like, I learned five words in Italian. Like, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm doing stuff too. Yes, we're all working hard, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. Um, But she's obviously so talented. She's mm-hmm. so motivated. I did watch some of her documentary. And that was when my takeaway was like, she's motivated to a fault yeah <laughs> you yeah. know because it's like she has the blinders on and mm-hmm. she can't see the things that like look bad or mm-hmm. hurt other people sometimes i mean she's also been a star since she was like 16 years old right you know right so it's like you when, stop maturing when you get famous there you go yeah. or people are always saying yes 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 so she's like well i'm gonna do this and i can because i'm the star of this movie that i'm in right I'm, my life called taylor swift is actually <laughs> the name of the movie. you know it's like especially i think that's maybe a theme throughout all of mm-hmm. it of like these two people that are like i'm the star of this show yes of my movie and it's like well this is we all actually it's life and you're not the star and i can't I ever look bad i can't even yeah. give a public apology or a private one because yeah. then i'm admitting defeat you know i can never see a world where i look bad and i yes. think maybe taylor switch is getting more maybe maybe it's a facade again of her being more i say this only because i read instagram i'm her i'm her best friend <laughs> okay so, so you know does she from. seem chiller like i don't know i don't know i gotta be honest yeah she seems like she's chilling out but, but i'm also hard. like is this just what you're putting on mm. to show us because that's another thing of like what you show on instagram or online yeah. is complete it could be completely different from the person that you are so if you want to yeah. be like i'm actually just kind of calm and chill and now she's doing commercials for capital one where she wears a sweater and it's like <laughs> oh my god she's so sweet it's like is that you're crafting this image and it's working yeah and but, when it comes to social media like i think we've talked about before mm-hmm. you know they also have teams some of oh, these yeah, some totally. of these celebrities have teams mm-hmm. they have people doing it for them so someone's also probably like going through their image doing mm-hmm. pr all that kind of stuff yeah. um there's also like 
interview training. I forget what the name of that is. Oh, yeah. But I feel like I heard Jennifer Lawrence talk about that on a podcast once where she was, like, asked to do it. And then she's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have shared that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, she, totally. Because it's, like, revealing that, like, everything is, like, media trained. Everything. Yes. Is, yeah. Well, it's, like... I don't know. I feel like whenever I do podcasts or stuff, I'll say stuff and be like, oh, oh fuck, yeah. I wish I shouldn't have said that. Or, you know, yeah, no, we, not, nothing I hear. Nothing but. here. I mean, I probably shouldn't have shared that middle ditch story because um, he will, he'll be very angry at me. I shouldn't have talked to Gwyneth Paltrow secretly. Yeah. In the podcast. I feel like that. all these people's uh, PR will be mad at and me, a person that. And I wish they would come to me. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they would. <laughs> I, I, I'll say, okay, I'm ready to fight. Yeah. But it's I'm like ready to fight. The celebrity of like, I just want the attention. I want mm-hmm. the attention. So I'm going to say anything. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, fuck, wait. I forgot I'm a mega superstar. And that's like all the stuff that's happening with people getting, I, I mean, was about I'm to say, not like, going to bring it up being like, and people getting canceled. Can no. we take a second? <laughs> you know, but it's like it's the stuff that's just happening with Billie Eilish of like, this is so old, 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 old videos are coming up where she's oh. saying, I mean, it's bad, but at, in the same breath, like everybody that's coming to her defense of like, she was 13 years old. 13. Are wow. we going to, are we going to, cancel a 19 year old now about mm-hmm. what she did when she was 13 like yeah maybe not she's also apolo- you know it's like all that fine yeah. stuff of like people aren't and we've talked about it before of like mm-hmm. you just say things and it's like okay whatever and you don't know sometimes you don't even think about your world and i don't know mm-hmm. how a celebrity could yeah. you know because even yeah like if i post something i'm thinking of the 10 people that interact with it on a regular basis i never believe that people are listening to I, anything ex- I yeah say. right so yeah. like if i you know if i put a, fire out a tweet you know i'm thinking about <laughs> oh, the one people, of my red hot tweets one of my red hot flaming hot cheeto yes. tweets yes at, at cheetos of course <laughs> um I, I i do i do tweet about salami probably more than the average person you but do. it's just because it's my favorite snack so i you know but if i do that and then someone you know someone sees my salami tweet and is mm-hmm. like this bitch is saying shit about salami that i don't i didn't even know that person followed or lurked yeah. or anything yeah. and then suddenly you're like oh my god i feel like i'm under attack yeah even though it's just one shadowy stranger so I mean, I've experienced that on the smallest level. I cannot imagine what it's like to be a celebrity and every single thing that you put on social media, every whim can yes. be scrutinized forever and ever it's and taken ever and apart. ever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can delete it and all your fans already screenshot it yeah. to bring you down forever or yeah. whatever. I was thinking of Chrissy Teigen actually when you mm-hmm. brought up this because I know that she's been like, oh, I used to be really bitchy online and now I'm trying to mm-hmm. apologize and walk it back and... I, I actually feel like I'm like I understand I understand yeah. where she's coming from I think we all have had changes mm-hmm. in how we deal with the internet because it's been yes. like yeah. no one knew it was the wild west yes and that's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like Chrissy Teigen's a good example of it of acknowledging like I did this and wow was it bad yeah I hate myself too like I'm mm-hmm. with you guys and here's what I'm doing to do something different yeah about it. right like, not just being like, oh, that was the time. Can you believe it? And mm-hmm. She's like, no, no, no. I agree with you guys. I'm, yeah. ins- I'm mad at myself as I think well. she's doing a great job. And then yeah. I always hear like, and then you go to Twitter and then you see people be like, another fake apology. And I'm like, I don't know I what know. anyone wants. Well, that's the other thing is that <laughs> at this point with Chrissy Teigen, I'm like, honey, just put your profile, just get a, fi- a Finsta. private. Just make your, your a big one for cooking and then get a fake account and post pictures there because... Man, it's exhausting. Aren't you exhausted? You don't need to be the queen of Twitter. Like she's you don't have so to be exhausted. so silly and funny all the time for all she these people. She wants to be liked, and that's I guess why we're talking about this to begin with. Because it's like I feel like Taylor wants to be liked, mm-hmm. and all of any all this like backlash. Sarah Jessica Parker wants to be liked, and it's like 
they are desperately trying to be like, no, I don't know what that person's problem mm-hmm. is, even I'm if a there's sweetheart. evidence of like, yeah. well, you were bitchy. Okay, let's just acknowledge <laughs> that you were a bitch when you were 20. It's just fine. say I'm Everybody sorry. Was. Yeah, right? It's, it's just fine. so hard. It's so hard for any of them to admit like the tiniest weakness, which is, yeah. I guess, cra- crazy relatable, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. so, so many of us are like, I want to seem strong. I don't want to cry at work. I don't want to say I'm sorry to this person. I'm not going to apologize to Kim Cattrall at right. work. <laughs> I'm never, she's my coworker and I hate her. <laughs> and then it's like celebrities doing the same thing, but yeah. on this mega scale yeah. where I'm just like, isn't that stress too much to handle though? Like, yeah. isn't it, isn't it just so much easier to be like, I did it. I messed up. You caught me red-handed. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Take you know. me to Twitter jail, I guess. <laughs> See, again, I'm Southern. I can't believe it. Take me to Twitter jail. <laughs> and then Kim Kardashian can be your lawyer. Oh, my God. She and scene. <laughs> did we just do a Herald? I think we just did a Herald. Oh, my and God. And we also so did every single feud that's ever existed. I'm so thrilled. I could Mystery talk for feud. 20 more hours about know, this. We probably so good. I know. I just looked at the time. was like, we maybe did talk for 25 hours. It's very good. But the audience... Um, um, clamoring for more is dead no <laughs> they died in the middle of this they're screaming for more they're screaming for more uh, tom hiddleston uh, <laughs> tidbits so <laughs> <laughs> Deanna, where can the good people find you oh my gosh i'm um on instagram famously <laughs> i'm on instagram D- at Deanna ortiz underscore on instagram and twitter i have a podcast called crushes please listen to it it's so fun stephanie was on it her crush was, it was very fun. it was sting from the film dune a very specific <laughs> a very specific crush yeah. um <laughs> and we just talk about celebrity crushes and it's crushes so we have on everyday people and all that stuff and then i also um have a web series called the drunk cooking show it's on instagram um on my account, you can find it there. And I just get drunk in my apartment and cook. It's true. That does happen. It does happen against <laughs> everyone's better, better judgment. Uh, it is very fun. Also, thank Deanna's you. an incredible cook. So it's also oh, insane to watch you cook drunk. And then you're just like, I know that that still tastes good. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the last one I did, I was like, this is shit. And I'm watching it back like, what did I, how, what did I do wrong? And I'm like, oh, I know. I chugged a bottle of wine. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> what could have possibly gone wrong? <laughs> I ended up with flour all over myself. Okay. Step number one. In Step the right number direction. one. Don't do that. Yeah. So, and you guys, you can find me at Steph Eloise on stuff and subscribe to Sven Girly newsletter if you want to see more stuff like this podcast, but without the guests, um, but with longer and ramblings in my brain. And that's where you can find all your hot takes on salami. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.